Hello and welcome to Sounds of Smoke, a mystery adventure podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Please remember that all characters, people, events, and situations are completely made up for your fictional pleasure. They do not represent any real-life people, events, or pets, and any likeness to a reality is purely coincidental. It's just a story. And now that the year is coming to an end, we would like to wish you a happy holidays and a happy new year, and thank you everyone for listening. And please stay tuned for the next episodes in the new year. Thank you, guys. Episode 15, The Electric Santa Claus Job, Part 1. Forty-nine Troubadour Lane, town of Larchmont, Mamaroneck, New York, is an address for a Mr. Jerry Greenbos's residence, and as expected, the residence does not disappoint. It is a large colonial waterfront mansion that sits on four acres of land. It has twenty bedrooms, two kitchens, four living rooms, a parlor room, a library, a movie theater, a security control room, an office, an indoor swimming pool, an outdoor swimming pool, a hot tub, a tennis court, a pool slash guest house, a dock with a boat and a helipad, and God knows how many bathrooms. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but the point is the house is huge with top security and three ways of access and egress. But all of that does not add up to a feeling that I'm experiencing right now, as I'm standing here in the dark of the night over a passed out body of Jerry Greenbos, after I stun gunned the shit out of him. What started out in my mind as an impossible mission turned out to be actually possible. I can't believe it. The important thing to do now is to get him out of the house. I take out my phone and text the guys. I'm in the library with the stun gun, smiley face. Got Jerry, get down here. But this is the hard part now. We need to move this 300-pound man. I hate to say it, but this truck is a great decoy. It's noon, and we are parked in the ice cream truck right in front of Jerry Greenbos's waterfront mansion. And because it's an ice cream truck, nobody bats an eye. This is genius. Dave turned on the music and some of the neighborhood kids and even some of the security guys came up to get ice cream. Nick and Lola were covering the waterfront access while Dave and I were trying to figure out how to get into the house from the land. Hey there! Seems that we're out of chocolate cones, but we have a chocolate-covered vanilla cone or the chocolate-covered chocolate bar, said Dave to the customer. I'll take the chocolate bar then. You'll like it. It's my favorite. Yes, we take credit cards. Thanks, man. Come again. I looked and can see that was one of the security guys buying the ice cream. I didn't know you take credit cards. Sure do, buddy. This is a real ice cream truck and it's a real business. I pay taxes and everything. Any word from Lola and Nick? I check my phone. Nothing. No, nothing yet. It's only been half an hour. Want me to check in? I'll check in. I send a quick text and go back to Recon. What do you think? We can come through the side door that leads to the second kitchen. It's not really being used. Dave comes over and looks at the schematics of the house and land that I've created so far. Wow. This is very detailed. That's impressive, buddy. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, 
It helps me focus when I'm on the job. You know how long it can take to wait out on a subject. True that. What is that? Is that a fireplace? Well, there are actually four fireplaces in this house. Here, here, the master bedroom, and the library. And they're all active? Yeah. How big are the chimneys? This is an old colonial mansion. So, yeah, they're huge. Sensors? No, you're not actually thinking, buddy. This house is going to get a Santa visit in July. The house is a corner lot on the Long Island Sound, and the Turtle Grove Inlet serves as a dividing line between Jerry's Mansion and the Yacht Club next door. I got to say, Larchmond has a lot of yacht clubs. I don't understand why these people are so angry all the time. Between playing golf, yachting, and traveling, they should be the most chill people on the planet, but they are not. Most of them are angry, bitter people. Trust me, I've met them, I just don't get it. Nick looked at me. I guess it's true what they say, money can't buy happiness, but money is also the hardest thing to walk away from. It's the real addiction, but no one talks about it, we do the opposite. Actually, we promote it. Everyone keeps talking about that you have to work hard and push yourself to new limits and don't stop until you achieve success. Failure is not an option. You can have it all. Perfect, perfect, perfect. There is no such thing as perfect. It's an illusion created so that people freely sacrifice themselves for the economic enrichment of some other party. Success and being on your game 24-7 is not right. Don't buy the bullshit. Don't drink the sweet water. We as humans have to breathe and connect with each other and learn how to do something truly for ourselves just because, without anyone's approval. We're humans, not robots. Although at this point, the lines are starting to get blurry, said Nick. Damn, Nick, that is really deep and very philosophical of you. I have to admit, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I majored in philosophy and the romantics. Well, that explains it, but still, unexpected. <laughs> what school did you go to? Am I allowed to ask? Nick let out a quick laugh before answering. Harvard? You studied philosophy and the romantics at Harvard? As in the university? Wow, okay. Fancy. Not really, it's full of bullshit, said Nick. And here is little old me who just went to a simple state college. I am shocked. Check this guy out. Like an overly intellectual romantic onion. We drive the boat from the nearby marina a little further out into the Long Island Sound and drop anchor. From here, we can easily paddleboard towards the house. And because the Turtle Grove Inlet is a public inlet, we can just paddle in there and we'll get the perfect view of the land. Well then, Ivy boy, you might know philosophy, but I'm actually pretty good at paddleboarding. I've been to a summer retreat in Costa Rica that does paddleboard yoga. I've been to Costa Rica. I'm more of a surfer, but paddleboard will do, said Nick. Surfer and a philosopher, check you out. Enigma wrapped in a white-collar bacon. I don't know what I just said. Nick gave me a confused, bemused look. I'm not explaining myself. I'm just going to paddleboard away from him. 
It is a lovely day for the water sports. Mid-80s, sunny, slight breeze. The water is calm. It's like the universe wants us to kidnap Jerry. As we approach the Turtle Grove Inlet, we are in luck. There are tons of people kayaking, paddleboarding, and boating from the yacht club next door. So that we sort of just blend in with the summer crowd. The dock has a security camera, but there are plenty of blind spots. And there's a helipad to the right. We paddle deeper into the inlet and around. Both Nick and I have small cameras mounted on our paddleboards that record everything. What are you thinking? I ask Nick. Let's go that way. Towards the yacht club? Yeah, I want to check something out. We slowly start paddling towards the yacht club. I can see people lounging while hiding under the umbrellas. And some kids are splashing at the pool. But all moms are way too dressed up to actually get into the water. Full makeup, jewelry, hair done, ornate bathing suits that do not look like they can actually ever get wet. This is like something from a Norman Rockwell painting. The high life on the beach. Let's dock. I want to go in and look at the clubhouse. What? No, we can't go in. This is a private club and these people are very obnoxious about it. Look how many people there are. We are in bathing suits on a paddleboard. Just follow my lead, says Nick. I don't like this. I get very nervous. I'm not good at lying. I don't know. Nick paddleboard towards the Pebble Beach part of the club and left his paddleboard along with the other boards. He waited for me to come to the beach and then grabbed my hand and started walking towards the clubhouse. He stopped at a towel bar and got us towels. I just kept my mouth shut and followed his lead. Of course, Ivy... Nick is fancy pants. He always had this vibe about him that I just couldn't quite figure out. But seeing him here walking around the club grounds, he seemed calm and at home. What do you know? Nick is a preppy. Hmm. We walked into the clubhouse and the waiter nodded towards us. Nick nodded back and then paused and said, Wait, what is the theme for the garden party tonight? The waiter smiled. Midnight magic, sir. Ah, yes, thank you, Nick replied. He walked to the bar and got a couple of glasses of white wine. And with that, he browsed around the clubhouse until he spotted the elevator. Look, an elevator, come on! We got into the elevator and Nick pressed the top floor. The button didn't light up. I think that's the attic. You need the key for the elevator. Nick took a picture of the button panel on his phone as we left the elevator. So what do you think? I think... It's time for some midnight magic. We need to get ready for a party. Got a reply back from Nick. They're fine, and he sent a picture of the elevator keypad. Dave walked over to take a look. Yeah, no problem. We can crack it. What is it for? I'm not sure, but I think it might be our escape plan. Let me check something. I go onto the Yacht Club's website and can see that they're having their annual midsummer party tonight. Dave, I need you to get us four tickets for tonight's garden party and wardrobe. Doable? Dave smiled from ear to ear. Finally, something easy for the trade master. No problem, buddy. I texted Nick back that we are all good. We walked out just as easily as we got in. No one even bothered to stop us. Picked up our paddle boards and off to the sound we went. My heart is beating so fast right now. I can't believe that I just totally stuck into a fancy yacht club. That was so cool. Like something out of a spy movie. 
We're done here. Let's go back. We're going to do this tonight. Tonight? Are we ready? We only had two days to prepare. We're ready. You're ready. It has to be tonight during the party, said Nick. Okay, you guys know best. We paddled to the boat, boarded, and then went back to the marina. Dave called last call on the ice cream truck as he was closing. The fat kid from before ran up to the truck to get his third ice cream of the day. Dave smiled and said, since he was such a good client, this ice cream was on the house. That made the kid happy. Oh, that was such a nice thing to do. Don't you think the kid is overdoing it with the ice cream? Nah, buddy, let him enjoy his childhood. Soon he'll become a teenager and all that sweetness will become kale. Or he'll become morbidly obese and will get diabetes. The choice is his. Gee, that's so depressing. He closed up and we drove over to the park where Nick and Lola were waiting for us. Hey guys! How was paddleboarding? It was so fun, and we were able to sneak into the yacht club next door, and Nick is fancy pants. Okay, that glass of wine went straight to my head. I need a snack. Is she drunk? Dave asks Nick. No, she's fine. Okay, I did have a glass of wine, but I think I'm just excited. Did you guys party instead of doing recon? No, it was recon, said Nick. What do you mean by Nick being fancy pants? Nick? Fancy? Please, he's from Kentucky. Oh, he is an Ivy boy. He went to the big H. He's a total preppy. You should have seen him in the yacht club. He was like a fish and water scenario. Fancy. Oh, I thought I picked up on some crimson vibe from you. But you never mentioned anything, so I just dismissed it, said Dave. Harvard what? You what? Nick? You? Oh, well, what do you know? I could see that Nick was feeling very uncomfortable as everyone sort of ganging up on him about his past. We've been partners for God knows how long, and in all this time, I never knew that he went to Harvard. But somehow, it makes sense. The fancy concierge doctors, the smug random knowledge of things like art or wine or small street names in Paris, his mannerisms of old school etiquette, using words like etiquette. Yeah, Nick is, in fact, fancy pants. So, we're going in tonight. Dave, were you able to get the tickets? Nick desperately changing the subject. He has a point, though. We have a kidnapping to execute. We need to focus. But first, lunch. Anyone hungry? I could eat, unlike you guys who were sitting in an ice cream van all day. Nick and I actually did a lot of physical activity. Wait, no, that sounded dirty. I mean, we were paddleboarding and spies sneaking into the yacht club. So, yeah, I'm famished. What about you, Nicky darling? How about an early supper? Maybe a quail or a roasted baby swan? (laughs) I just couldn't help myself. It's too much fun making fun of Nick being fancy pants. The guys laughed, but Nick just rolled his eyes and made a hand motion for us to get on with it. I think I found Nick's weak spot. Man, I wish my weak spot was secret upscale upbringing of luxury and elitism. 
I wonder if he knows anyone famous. Or like a prince or an heir. <gasps> is Nick an heir? Nick, whatever his last name is. Heir to a folding chair fortune. <laughs> Next up, New Rochelle, said Dave as he started up his truck. We pull up to the house in which we are currently staying while doing recon. I've got to admit, Dave is one of the best trade masters that I've ever used. This guy can get you anything. I'm not saying I like him, but he's growing on me. I walk towards the living room and put the bags with Chinese takeout on the dining room table. This is a nice house. As soon as I put the food down, I immediately heard footsteps running down the staircase and into the living room bursts in Slayer. I swear, this kid can smell food from a mile away. Hey guys, how was Recon? Did you get my curry shrimp noodles and the extra fortune cookies? I got all the things for tonight. Hey, how was paddleboarding? I downloaded the live feed and created a digital landscape of the area. Come check it out. Hey, Slay, I got you more sugar candy, tropical, fruit-flavored ones. Oh, sweet, I was about to run out. You're the best, thanks. Slayer excitedly hugged me and lifted me up. This kid is the sweetest, no pun intended. It's hard to believe that this 17-year-old can hack our country's entire security network, rob a bank, and hide the funds all from a cell phone. And now imagine what the kid can do from a computer. I don't know if Slayer is a real name. I don't even know if Slayer is a boy or a girl. None of us do. And none of us care, really. So we just always address the kid as Slayer. But seriously, the kid is a wizard and has amazing skin. Slay, wasn't your hair red when we left this morning? Oh yeah, I got bored, so I dyed my hair again. Do you like it? It's called Angel Blue. Pretty Gucci, right? Yeah, it's cool. I think I like this pale blue. It, the red was too dark for your complexion. Exactly. I was evil, and now I'm good, because I'm twerking, working with your renaissances, taking down the evil that has been well-killing our civilization with their evil rape tentacles. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Cool. Ah, uh, youth. I think I only understood like 40% of what the kid said. Wow. I am old. Note to search the terms youth uses colloquially nowadays. Also, probably don't say words like colloquially around the youths, unless you're trying to confuse them. As we all sat down at the table, eating our Chinese takeout, it was time to iron out the plan. So, what's the plan for tonight? Thank you for listening. Sounds of Smoke is written by Anna Abrams and performed by Anna Abrams and Dan Medvedick.